Hi, I'm Emily. I'm Jeff. And I am Johnny. And you're listening to the For All Seasons More Than Music podcast. I never dared to hope like this That there could be a place where I belong You met me in a brokenness Welcome back, everybody. Uh, and thanks for tuning in. We're grateful for all of you that continue to come back and continue to download episodes and listen along with us. And most importantly, we're grateful for everyone who's been listening to the new music and sharing it with the people around you. That's why we're making these podcasts is because of all the new music this year. Um, Today's episode is another behind the scene, uh, behind the music behind the song really is what it's called <laughs> episode about Lots our of behinds behind yes about our newest song <laughs> life in your love uh, we released this song 3 weeks by the time this comes out it'll be two and a half weeks uh, that we released life in your love and it's a fun summer jam and it has a long and intense story oh maybe not long but it has gone through a major transformation, and so we were really long excited. Long period of time. True, long period yes. of time, and has gone through a major overhaul to get it to where it is today, which has made us really excited for this episode. So, Jeff, you want to kick us off? Yeah. Um, so, the purpose of these episodes is uh, not only to talk about the story that inspired the song, but also we just love the intricacy of song creation, and it's so much fun to look back at where some of these songs started and finding out where they ended. Um, So we just hope that you guys leave inspired. Maybe you have ideas that you've kind of swept under the rug and thought, oh, that'll never see the light of day. Uh, Have hope. Sometimes, well, if you can keep enough voice memos in your phone or files on Dropbox, if you're listening back one day, it might make it into a new song. Uh, This season that we were looking for a song for was the season of feeling near. So we had the juxtaposition of feeling near to God and feeling far from God. So speak to me hit on the feeling far side of things with feeling near. We're talking about kind of a closeness that you feel with God. Some people say feeling his presence and that can be in a moment that could be in a season of life. Um, I know for me, it's, it's come in seasons where, you know, I'm reading the word and um, having conversations about the Lord and I just never want them to stop. And I want to sit in that feeling or that season as long as I can. Um, I, I think if you've been paying attention to our social media posts at all, we've been talking about an intimacy with God and how that can feel kind of mystical. Um, so I hope that you know, talking about this season of life and talking about this song helps to demystify it a little bit um, and encourage people that they have their own, um, everyone has their own way of connecting with God. And so when we were looking for a song for this season, you know, a lot of the songs we released this year, it was clear right away what season this song was going to fit into. Um for a season of feeling near, we didn't quite have a song. And so I started digging through uh, Dropbox, which is where we keep all our music files. If you guys want the login for that, it is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Um, 
I was combing through Dropbox and I came across this song called Life in Your Love. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a song can have like this weird connotation with it. or con- Is that the right word? Like association. Yeah. And we've had those songs where a song has an association that's negative and it's really, really hard for us to even like entertain the idea of bringing it back or bringing a section of it. Um, I feel like Life in Your Love was kind of that not in a way that we hated the song, but it brings back the memory of being in the studio, getting ready to record the song Life in Your Love. And that was 2017. Yeah. And uh, it seemed like in a split second, we decided to just completely scrap the song and write a new song the next day, the last day we had in the studio. And that song ended up being no other which is a song that we love so much and have played so much. When we came into the studio to record Life in Your Love, we had a demo that we wrote in 2016 with a guy named Kyle Lee. And let me show you guys what that demo was. To hope like this That there could be a place where I belong You met me in my brokenness And in your graciousness you proved me wrong You gave me your heart I'm tired as I'm listening to this <laughs> But Jimmy, I'm like, it's almost slowing down What are my hands doing? <laughs> I found my life in your love, your love You saw me when I wasn't enough You were and you called me out of the grave Your grace, it changed who I was And I'm living because I found my life in your love I found my life in your love So Let's just take us back really quick to when that song was written. So this was in 2016. We hadn't even signed with Centricity at that point. We were in talks to sign though and um, had a write with Kyle. Kyle is the one who co-wrote Eternal King with us. And so we've really enjoyed our time with Kyle. We sat down to write a song and kind of said, hey, let's shoot for you know like 100 BPM where it's not a slow song but it's also not upbeat. It's kind of just like a feel good. Yeah. Pop. Worship. Worship song. Jam. Jam. Yeah. That's <laughs> what we're going to call it. I feel like you, you had that phrase, right? Going into the right. It's possible. I, it was so long I'm ago. I remember incorrectly. You had the, I found my life in your love. Oh, okay. Maybe. This was three years ago. Guys, I forget. So There's many been things. a lot of co-writes since right. then. So we finished this co-write and we honestly felt really great about it. Like I remember walking out and being like, this is a really strong song. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't cut it. Um, and so when it came time to choose songs for the record, we, we chose this one. Um, but knowing that production-wise, it was a little different than what we were made up of with like electric guitars and everything. And we wanted it to fit the rest of the project. So we kind of said, Hey, we're going to hunker down. We're going to work on this song. We had been given the opportunity 
opportunity to use this house in Huntington Beach where we could set up in the garage and just go through all these songs. And, and I remember Life in Your Love was the source of so much fighting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was just like not a good time. Yeah. For maybe us. that's part of the negative connotation. Right. It was it like had. we felt like we were just banging our heads against the wall. Like we could not figure out how to make <laughs> this song work. We ended up speeding it up slightly. Johnny changed the drum beat. Um, we just tried so many different things and we could not figure it out. So we said, all right, we're going into the studio with Ed Cash. Surely Ed will figure it out. Like he's Ed Cash. Yeah. And this is not to say, oh great, Ed didn't figure it out. But we'd come to realize later what the missing piece was. So two missing pieces, I guess. But we go in to work with Ed and like Jeff said, we're getting ready to cut the song and we he asks us like, so what do you guys think about this one? Like, what are you thinking? And we're like, we don't know. We don't know how to make this a four all season song other than the fact that my voice is on it. Like, I don't know. Everything was so Like it was obviously simulated. together enough and there's enough drive to see it through. Totally. But didn't know how we, to get it past the finish line. Right. And we, even, we couldn't release it as is because it didn't feel like us. We yeah. were training for the race and we were training unsuccessfully. Some, we some knew could say. that the long distance run, we would be winded and wouldn't finish the race. So Ed Cash was going to come in. We were going to box and run distances. What? I don't know. We were, gonna, we were going to pass him the baton <laughs> and we he gonna, was going to finish that, the final sprint. It was a joint race. So Ed's like, yeah, honestly, I'm not really feeling this either. Like I can't, I don't know what to do with it. So that's when we introduce no other the rest is history with that. We write no other. Love yeah. it. So then that introduces this like negative feel about the song because yeah. what it became was the song that couldn't the song finished. we weren't supposed right. to do. There was this song and like we couldn't make it work. And so then we wrote this other song and look how awesome this other song is that we wrote. To where it almost became like Life in Your Love was the bad guy. Mm-hmm. But Life in Your Love was never the bad guy. Let's we com- liked Life in Your Love. Let's compare him to a character in a movie. I don't have one. I'm just asking. <laughs> I, I don't have one. Someone who you um, think is a bad guy, but they're not a bad guy? Yes. Oh, I was going to say something from Stranger Things, but then I would give it away. Oh, no. And Jeff hasn't seen it. Oh, okay. Um, nope, nope, nope. Anyway. So then when we are needing a song for Nier, Jeff says, hey, guys, listen, hear me out. <laughs> Don't shut me I remember, down. Yeah, I remember really <laughs> having to prepare for this conversation because I knew that if I just walked right into it, I would get shut down right. immediately. There's a giant preface. Yeah. So like, guys, this idea is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> if you um, just hear me out. <laughs> so, okay. When I was listening, and this is probably how I presented it, I was combing through Dropbox and I came across this song that we all rejected and have this association with but when i was listening through it i was thinking these are near lyrics yeah like not only you know finding your life in his love but also some of the words in the pre-chorus really stuck out to me like you gave me your heartbeat like uh, if you're hearing someone's heartbeat like you are obviously very close to that and it literally says i'm not alone right after yeah yeah (laughs) um so I think coming through the lyrics, that song was written out of a season of Near. It just, maybe we didn't know it at the time. Yeah. 
Um, and so, like Emily said, we we took the song and um, started to mess with it as a 2019 4L Seasons. Yeah, and I had mentioned like there was things missing, and I think those two things were one. We just became more cohesive as a band. Yes. Like through the Clarity Project, through the other songs that we'd been releasing, we had more identity as a band to help us navigate what that song needed to be. And then secondly, we found a producer who understood what we were trying to do because of a longstanding relationship. So it had nothing to do with like talent, like, oh, one producer is better than another. But it's like, here's a producer. We've worked with him now for a year and a half. He understands what we're trying to do. So we can go into the studio and say, hey, here's the song. Let's figure it out together. And trust that yeah. we're going to come out the other side with something we really yeah. love. I feel like every project we release, there's always those one or two songs that feel like we're really pushing ourselves. Yeah. And looking back at the Clarity EP, I feel like Higher and Clarity yeah. were those kind of pushing the envelope for our, our own selves. And I think that was kind of not departing from rock, but uh, kind of exploring the pop space a little yeah. bit more. And being a live band for so long, you can just have this mentality like you need to be playing all the time. Yep. And so through Higher and Clarity, we were learning like, oh, like maybe Jeff doesn't have to play the guitar at all. Like I can just play piano or synth. Or stand there. <laughs> or stand there and rock out uh, with a tambourine just uh, waving at people <laughs> um, so I, I feel like like Emily was saying after a couple years we had grown in that area where we were like okay it doesn't seem that daunting to take on a pop track anymore yep and um, so we spent, spent some time on it um I think Johnny bumped up the BPM like by 20. Something super fast. Right. Just to get it completely out of the yeah. box. Yeah. And so I think Johnny came up with this drum beat. Um, and then we kind of just like followed along with it. And I think we were at the time we were kind of referencing more so like Heim's version of pop where there are guitars involved, but it kind of has this like, there's a grunginess to it. Yeah, it's like a grungy like swagger in the lyric delivery. Um, so I feel like that was kind of our mindset going to this demo, but I'll show you guys the demo that we brought into the studio. I never tend to hope like this That there could be a place where I belong You met me in my broken so fast. And in your graciousness, you proved me wrong. You gave me your heartbeat. I'm not alone. You show me, you know me. And I hope I found my life in your love. Your love, you saw me when I wasn't enough. You were and you called me out of the grave. So is this still Not that, not that far off from 
the original. Which was 99. 97. But, so. I mean, 5 VPN makes a massive difference when you're yeah. helping that Yeah, and slow. when you change from full-time or from half-time, half-time to full-time, it can feel fast. thing is, it's so weird that original demo, too, is it's not even like a half-time thing. It is oh, half-time. Right. It just skips a snare. It's, just, it's a... It's that was full, the source of all of our fighting. It's full time halftime. <laughs> I don't even know what you would full-time call it. Full time halftime. Actually, I remember that you were using that phrase at the time. It's like full time halftime. <laughs> Kylie, if you're listening to this, good job on you. Uh, full time halftime. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, what should we, I want to write another song. What should we do? Full time halftime. But the full time halftime thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is not funny to anyone else. <laughs> um, Johnny, do you want to walk us through like where you were trying to take it at the time as far as like anywhere else <laughs> and not i mean it's a more it, like in your face drum beat like right off right off the bat yeah so uh i remember even in that huntington beach house that we were in i was a fan of going to a full-time 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 chorus groove and uh but there was this like smoothness to the original demo that it had that felt nice big and open and so there's this constant like again like that was a source of a fight that we had that we just couldn't figure it out and i think the fights were out of frustration and not with each other so just want to make that clear three years later four years later but Great, i was uh, still mad about it okay good are we good now yeah okay good so uh so with this it was just kind of What's something that we can do completely different that feels more current now that also still feels kind of in your face? That brings the energy up but doesn't make it not cheesy but fake feeling. Yeah. Like, I mean, even just in those tones. I mean, I guess another thing to know too is that when you make a demo – you might pull stuff out of it to put into the final product, but the whole idea is just to get a concept across so that we can continue the feeling of that demo into the actual yeah. like recording of and it. And there are some demos we make that we've even talked about on this podcast that feel more like finished songs. Yeah. This demo was 100%. Let's we just, just need to send something to Cameron to let him know like, hey, this is the demo you heard at one time, the original. Here it is now. And here is this like new direction we want to go, knowing that it was not going to end up exactly like it. It just gave some reference. And if you were to yeah. rewind this to hear the original demo and then hear that one right there next to each other, uh, it, I mean, they feel night and day difference where there's, right. You'd be there's like, oh, okay, grit. I get it. And so I think, again, like we just wanted to deliver something to our producer. Hey, this is like, we can see it going this direction. We know that you will help us in the studio. To, to get there, what do you think? And we ended up cutting it. Yeah. And I know that a lot of, I don't know, are we at the point where we can talk about in the studio stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I know that we didn't really know what we were doing guitars yet. And kind of love this part about the song is that I recorded drums and it was kind of like, let's just do something so weird and crazy not weird and crazy, not so weird and crazy, but do something weird enough to where it's just like, we have to figure out what we're going to do with that tomorrow. And so the drum beat is not this usual drum beat. I remember I also was sick when I was recording these drums, so I just wanted to be done. So I just did something and I was like, 
it's good oh, enough. That's right. And I was just that was really bad because then, then I remember the next day I slept during all through the all the guitars. Like literally, <laughs> the guitar right. amps were like tw- fifteen feet from well, me. Well, this just, song changed a lot. So, uh, but I remember in the studio, I was laying on the couch, and all of a sudden I hear Cameron say, "What if we did this? Just follow along with me." And then we heard this wow, 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 and. It was, the verses, yeah. it was just such a cool thing of like, oh my gosh, this song just has a total mm-hmm. facelift on it where it just feels completely different than, and what I th- it, than what it was. I think the post after the chorus changed a lot for the song too. Mm-hmm. Um, where before- when, Is that in that demo? The progression is. Yeah. The, um, the new, pro- well, you're talking about the new progression? The, yeah. uh, on the post chorus. Yeah. It's yeah. in the last one we just showed. Yeah. And so the- uh, but it's just like a pad. It's right. Just a pad. It just gave the chords so that you could understand. Because before it felt, we would use this word and this sounds like it's it's a negative connotation, but it's not. But we would say it felt like a little Disney in the post. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm on my life and you love. And then you just imagine like a million flowers blooming. Like that's just Which is a beautiful felt. thing. Which is so beautiful because when you're finding your life, I mean, there's beauty in that. Um, but it was like, okay, if we're going to bring this up and totally change it and, and introduce electric guitars, it can't keep yeah. that more, feel. So like, here's the thing is both of them are cool musical moments. It's yeah. just what edge do you want it to have? And we wanted more of a rock edge. And so I remember in that we were, when I was recording drums, I heard those, those things. And when we said like, what's something we can do just to add those hits? And uh, we didn't, again, we had no clue what we were doing. We literally were just recording it piece by piece and just saying, we'll figure it out with the next instrument. Yeah. And uh, those pad changes, which Jeff added, which were so cool, um, enabled this post section to kind of really come to life and have its own like moment in the song, which felt so great. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff, for doing that. You're the best. You're welcome. <laughs> at some things. I, I just remember thinking... Um, kind of in that Disney pop realm or Disney sounding um, that when you open up a post chorus on the one chord, which is like the root chord of the key, um, at least for me, it leaves me not as inspired just because it's like, I guess, like it happens so often. Like lack of tension. Or even rhythmically, it's just like um, just laying down that big chord. It's, it just wasn't inspiring me as a guitarist to come up with something. Yeah, I think there's place for it. Like yeah. a lot of congregational songs have it mm-hmm. and it feels inviting, but it, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know if it was the tempo or what, but just going straight to the one again, just I felt like I just needed some differentiation. So I just remember, you know, just messing around with the piano and being like, oh, if we go to the six, like it gives it a little more. Um, say it. I don't know what you're supposed to say. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what Just I was going to say. Edge. Um, Thank you, you And too. the funny thing is it goes six, one, four. So it does go there. to the one, but it's just very quick. Uh, I was like, chord. Is that a jingle or something? <laughs> like I have no clue what Six, you're one, about. Oh, so just kind of, you know, making that little separation from the one chord that hits on the chorus, I feel like just kind of gave the the song like another moment yeah. to be had. 
So can we I talk- know go ahead, sorry. Finish. I was just gonna say in, in the studio there was um it kind of went in the direction that I I didn't expect it to, which was like heavy emphasis on guitars. So it was super fun with that that rhythm that Cameron came up with in the but verse. The no the um that's way faster, but um, <laughs> it was just like it needed one string, like one note. Wah, wah, and wah, so wah. I just picked like, you know, the top string of the guitar, threw on a lower octave and the fuzz factory pedal, and it just sounded nasty. <laughs> in like a good way I feel like when you're talking about guitar tones you can say the weirdest things in the world and everyone's like 100%. oh yeah I totally get I totally that. get it yeah drum wise same thing man this is so fat like nasty like, beats super beefy <laughs> talking about people in that way is not okay <laughs> oh my god no, don't try that at home uh, can we talk about favorite moments of the song before we wrap up yeah do you have one on? Already? I do. One of my favorite moments is a vocal thing on the last chorus when you do your little tag and it, and you you do the tag over the chorus and you say, I found my life in your love. Like you, I don't even know what the run is, but I'm just going to play it. Screw it. <laughs> Hold on. Let me find it real quick. Yeah, that. that's so good. The the yeah. little vocal thing, because it, it literally just feels so lazy. And I, I will love say, it. tracking this song was the fastest song I've tracked yet. And I think it was like towards the end of the evening. And we started this song, and I would sing through the verse. And then Cam would be like, oh, yeah, that's great. Do that again. And then I just do it again, <laughs> like exactly the same. I think because where the song sits in my range, it was like, I didn't have to try. And it would just come out the same. He's like, oh, well, just give me like two more of those. Exactly the same. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, cool. Which was- The key of E is your wheelhouse. Yeah, and even just where the, especially the verses, I feel, um, it's just in a really comfortable place in my range, which made it really fun. I'm excited to play this one live. It'll be really fun. I would say for me- I mean, just the fact that I get to use the Fuzz Factory pedal. <laughs> like, I love it. I think, I don't know, for whatever reason, like when I got that pedal, it was like, man, if I can fit this in a worship song. Or like, man, I'll never use this awesome. live. <laughs> yeah, but I love the Fuzz pedal. Oh, it's so and great. so something that's like very geeky, but uh, probably most people won't notice it, is that on when I play those notes in the verse, there's like this crackling sound that happens after every time. And that's just like the fuzz factory reacting to it in a weird way that I would not know how to duplicate. And so I love when moments like that get captured and when they're like spur of the moment and they're really, really hard to replicate. So that's, I feel like that's a highlight for me. Also the, the, my favorite part of the music video is um if you haven't seen the music video go watch it yes it's it was super fun um is when emily's singing the bridge and then you see johnny's eyes open and he's it's singing the- in your love. <laughs> i know i was i was about to say oh the part i really love in the song is when the boys sing on the bridge and then i thought wait they don't 
it's just me. But when we did when the, the music video, the it's <laughs> such a high note. <laughs> but I'm just imagining your faces in the music video doing it. And then I have to remember, oh yeah, that's right. That didn't really happen. Because in the video, we did record it and Jeff also did that as well. Yeah. But the way that they were spinning the video and in, in post, it. you can't see, you can just see me. And so therefore, it looks like I'm the only one singing. <laughs> For me, it feel like it makes it funnier. <laughs> Johnny is the funny guy in the video. Very true. The prankster. Good times. Mm-hmm. But the good times roll. So was the highlight for I don't you know. singing in the verse? Uh, the, lo- the highlight is just her voice. Oh my gosh. My highlight is my own voice. <laughs> I just think I sound good. Sound so. great no, on the song. I actually really loved all the posts. Yeah. Like I remember fighting in the beginning. I mean, it wasn't much of a fight. It was probably just one suggestion like one time. all the way in Huntington Beach? No, no, no. Like when we were trying to figure out how to start the song and I was like, guys, the post is the hook. Like that's what, that's what keeps me coming back to the song. Just how it all hits. Like every piece of it together. Um, and so wanting to put that like right at the front to start the song with it. But then oh, it's yeah. nice to save it for after the chorus. Yeah, because the first time it hits, you're like, oh, oh. Oh. It elevates the song. <laughs> and it's a short song. It's not even three minutes. Wow. I know. Who'd have thought we'd ever release a song that yeah, short, huh? So weird. It's like a Blink-182 song. Right? We've made large steps. Is that the right word? Big large, steps? Large Beefy strands. steps. Oh, my gosh. That. What'd you say, Jeff? Nasty. Nasty. That's know. what it was. That's not how I said it. This feels like a great place to end. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Help us, Emily. Yeah, so... All of, that said, <laughs> all of that said, uh, Life and Your Love is a song that we're super proud of and was really interesting to create. The progression of, of it. Yeah. yeah, because of all the history and the way that that song transformed over years. Um, it was one that we knew going into this year, it was going to be the song that had the biggest transformation. Kind of like um, today Johnny mentioned the show. Extreme House Makeover. It's extreme like Home Makeover, yeah. Extreme Home Makeover. With Ty Pennington. It's like this song had an extreme home makeover with the Ferris wheel in your kid's room because they'd always do something like that. God bless and have a I wonder if Kyle Lee's heard it because I feel like we could do a move that bus thing for him. Should we call him right now? I'm kidding. <laughs> Wait, was he on the show? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying like because all he knows is the original demo. Right. Uh, so it's going to be like, move that bus. And then he hears the new song and it's like we were showing him a house. And he's like, I hate my new house. <laughs> you know what? That would happen sometimes. Anyway, um, if you haven't heard Life in Your Love, then, I mean, props to you for listening to this entire podcast, not knowing at all what we're talking about. But go listen to it. It's on all streaming platforms, even iTunes, even though iTunes is about to go away forever. So if you want to. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, they're closing the oh, yeah. store. Oh, they're like shutting buying, that thing down. Buying songs. Yeah, so only Apple Music from okay. now on. Wow. Um, wow. It's also on YouTube and Google and Amazon. And that includes our music video that we released just over a week ago um, for Life in Your Love, which is super fun. And hopefully it makes you laugh. That was our goal. Um, if you haven't heard any of our other music this year, make sure you check that out. We're releasing a song a month. And every song correlates to a season of life, um, which we also talked about today, where life in your love has to do with seasons of feeling near to God. 
Um, but every song has a set of podcasts and a music video. And then we're furthering the conversation through our social media. So you're invited to be a part of all of that. Um, follow us on Instagram and Facebook and all those places if you want to be a part. Um, and if you want to know more about what it means to help us make more than music this year, then feel free to visit our Patreon page. It's just patreon.com backslash FA seasons. Um, we'd love to have you on the journey with us. But with that, be looking for next week's episode where we dive deeper into what it means to live seasons of feeling near to God. Um, what does it look like to be near to God, to acknowledge that we're near to him, to acknowledge his presence? We'll have a special guest for that episode. And we can't wait to share it with you. But until then, thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye.